Welcome to Chucking a Sicky. This week, I can't go to work because, look, you come into my house on the day my daughter is to be married and you ask me to come into work for money? It's not happening. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they used to get off work, to the song that sets the tone for the day, their favorite meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon. A real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from Aussie comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even a horse's head. But this week, we have the fantastic James Liotta. James is a comedian, MC, entertainer, actor, radio host, jack of all trades. Really, he does about everything. James has been in the comedy world for the past 25 years. Maybe you saw him on Fat Pizza, or perhaps his Instagram stories, or maybe you've listened to his silky smooth voice on the Shake Up radio show. James is performing all over the globe, so make sure to grab tickets to his upcoming gigs. You can check him out on Instagram at James Liotta Entertainer, or his website, www.jamesliotta.com.au. James has just announced a solo tour around Australia that is from the 6th of June to the 27th of July in 2024. Make sure to grab tickets to James's solo show starting on the 6th of June, 2024. Links to the show are in the description below. Also, you can watch James on TV. <laughs> He's in Darendong Local Council, which is coming to Seven Mate very soon. Make sure to watch it. It looks bloody hilarious. As always, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this show. Really helps us and means means a lot. And check us out on Instagram at Chucking a Sicky Podcast. But for now, pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chucking a Sicky. Chuck a Sicky. James, th- thanks so much for joining us on Chucking a Sicky. Mate, I appreciate it. Do you have to actually be to be on the podcast? Like, do you have uh, to it actually... is a requirement. You have to have 38 degrees or up as a temperature. Yeah. Otherwise, we don't let you on. Okay, so I just got out of the oven just in case on purpose. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. So uh, I'm chucking a sicky to be on the Chucky Nasicki show. Yeah, which is great. Because, well, I mean, I just want to dive straight into it because I know that when you were younger, you had an agent, you did some advertisements and in order to like get out of school yeah principal had to say whether or not you were allowed to take leave or not is 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 that right yeah 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 that's true did the principal ever say no to you and say no you you can't do this ad because your grades aren't good enough no because because i'm ethnic and i paid the principal cash underneath (laughs) the table uh to say yes no no actually no i was always okay like i by i was no stretch uh by no stretch like some kind of uh, IQ nerd where I was up to scratch with my, uh, yeah. my grades, but I was good enough for the principal to go, yeah, that's cool. You know, he can take a couple of days off to work, yeah. work essentially. Yeah. You yeah. can do the Domeo ads. Yeah. It's I can do right. the Domeo ads. Yeah. That's right. Which I did do. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is funny because obviously so much of what you do is based on your heritage uh, being Italian and Domeo. Like when I think of Domeo, all I think is like the classic puppets, uh, like Italian pasta sauce. The puppets came in after the the traditional ads do you remember the guy with the the domio green the big the yeah, big mustache yeah, guy yeah. well i worked with him and he he wasn't <laughs> even an actor he was just really? no he he just had one of those faces that they found you know yeah. and they they said would you like to do the ads and and then he just made a mint out of doing these ads <laughs> but he wasn't an actor and like where else have you seen the Domio Green guy? Really? Well, like yeah, nowhere. that's so true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great for him though because ads, him. you know, pay pay a decent amount of cash. 
would have had to pay him quite a fair bit because he was the face of it for a long time. Yeah. You know, if you, if you said Dolmio, you, you just thought of that face. <laughs> Which is just fantastic. But I, I guess for you, your career started at a very young age. I know that your dad was a playwright in his, in his own right as well. Did you ever think about going into, I guess, acting in Italian plays uh, more so or, or being a playwright like Well, that's like where I father? started, Harry. I started in mm. Italian plays because he used to uh, be a playwright in fluent Italian language for yeah. the Italian community of Australia, and particularly Melbourne, where I'm from. Uh, and he would stage his own productions, both dramas and comedies. And that's where I got the acting bug from. I started performing in those plays. Um and uh, then I learned English and I thought, oh, I can do it in English as well, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. How did you transition from, I guess, acting and realize that comedy was actually the passion f for, for what you do? When you, uh, even from a young age, like, you know, dabbling in acting and, you know, through drama classes or out of school drama and all that sort of stuff. Um, I always found that I just landed into more comedic roles. And sometimes it's just something that you gravitate to. But funnily enough, all comics uh, that are also actors, that are trained actors, we love when a dramatic role comes our way. We absolutely love it because we don't get to do it a lot. Um, and it's just a whole different skill level to perform that style of, uh, of performance. Yeah, I mean, you've you've been in so many different TV shows. Obviously, Fat Pizza, uh, Middle Class Spokens, Neighbours. Twenty years ago, are there any roles, any characters or roles that really stood out for you? At that, I guess, were more dramatic acting than, you know, the hilarious character that we normally see you as. Well, I had a, I had a little stint in one of the underbellies where I got shot and I was dead. So that was like that was pretty dramatic. <laughs> that's, that's pretty dramatic. <laughs> Does that uh, does that pass the drama test? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's probably as dramatic as it gets. Do you know what, Harry? I probably have more dramatic roles in short films. I've done, yeah, okay. I've done well, not in recent times because generally short films are unpaid, so it's a good starting block when you're a young actor and you're getting a reel together. So doing a lot of short films, but I probably have more dramatic short films under my belt than comedic ones. But in but in mainstream you know, TV land, let's call it. I probably have done yeah. more comedy stuff than, yeah, than drama. I, saw, I did see that you'd entered Tropfest as well and, and won some awards through that we, too. We got uh, one year, uh, a film I was in made the top 16. So yeah, the top 16 are the, are the, one, the, yeah, the ones, I think it was 2010. So we were, you know, uh, yeah, shown on the big day, basically. Yeah. So that, that was pretty exciting awesome. to be in that one. It, yeah. it didn't win, but you know, top 16 out of like 700 entries or whatever they got that year. It's was pretty not cool. an easy feat. No, yeah, no, it's it was, a pretty hard thing yeah. to do. And that was a dramatic role as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So that real versatility and this isn't a spoiler, but I'm, I'm pretty excited because you have a new TV show coming out. That is not a dramatic role, uh, <laughs> a lot more comedic. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little about this new show called Local Council? Yeah, sure. So it's from the same makers of, uh, the, uh, of Fat Pizza, basically. So Fat Pizza is really Paulie Fennick. Um, and his team that make Fat Pizza. What happened was, you know, Fat Pizza got a bit of a reboot in the last like three, four years. It hadn't been yeah, around for a long time. And it got a reboot and it landed uh, a new, a couple of new series on uh, Seven Mate. So the Seven Network, but with the Seven Mate channel. Uh, so the creators of that show last year put together a new show called Local Council. Still very, um, 
uh, absurd, uh, you know, big, big characters, uh, <laughs> really out there, very, very much Paulie Fennick style of, of comedy, you know? Yeah. And I'm very lucky to have been included in, you know, a supporting cast member of that show as well. So that's coming out around September, October. So it should be good fun. Yeah. Yeah. If it's anything like your past characters, I think it's going to be bloody hilarious. So I, I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm playing something really, di- I won't spoil this part for your listeners, but I'm playing something really different than usual. Okay. So you've, look you've out for it. You've hooked us in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask as well, because obviously with your Instagram stories and quite a few of the characters you play, you draw a lot from your her- heritage. Indeed. Was I mean, was that a conscious choice or, or how did, I guess, your Italian heritage weave into to what you do? I think it was like almost an easy choice yeah. <laughs> because um, when you're writing for yourself, one of the key things that, that makes you a better writer is to write about what you know. Sure, you can go and research and learn about other stuff. That's you know, that's relevant as well. But when you just write about what you know, you tend to get a lot of um, authentic material that comes out. Yeah. And then, you know, to make it comedic, you you have to stereotype it a bit. You have to exaggerate <laughs> it a bit. That's what makes it funny is that you take it, you know, three levels up than what it may yeah. be in reality. <laughs> yeah. But people relate relate to the theme. They relate to the content. And, you know, I uh, I know about Italian families. Yeah, but I also so. studied how to perform. Yeah. For me, I've combined my love of performing with uh, how I grew up and, you know, imitating my, my uh, family, uh, people <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, it, it, people go, oh, is that, your, is that your dad or is that your mum? It's not really my dad or my mum. It's an amalgamation of yeah. lots of Italian mums, lots of Italian dads. It's just picking bits and pieces and putting and rolling them into one character. Doesn't get you into trouble with the family, though. No, not really. It doesn't get me into trouble. <laughs> I, I think sometimes they they probably look at it and go, we don't do that. Denial. <laughs> yeah. Denial. You know, it's like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I mean, it's funny something that you just said about being a performer. I know that's something that you've mentioned before in interviews is that like everyone thinks just because you're funny in your friendship circle doesn't necessarily relate to being funny on stage. And I feel like for you, like you've really captured with your acting skills and obviously your comedic um, stand-up that you've done as well. You've been able to translate, I guess, what would be something that's so um, intimate with your life, with the Italian culture onto the stage and and it works. Yeah, look, it it does work because there's an audience for it. And um, I'm not the only one doing doing that there, there is a whole bunch of us that are doing that these days probably more of us now more than ever in in the yeah. history of this style of comedy but you know i can only i speak for the italians but the, the greeks have their own the lebanese have their own the asians <laughs> yeah, have their own we've all got our own and if you look online even your fair dinkum aussies there are people you know uh being uh you know sort of doing the bogan thing and really really yeah, ripping to yeah, shreds probably. the australianized culture you know and they do it very well it's very funny so it takes a, it takes that and it takes someone who's a, a genuine performer to then put it on stage because otherwise lots of people can be funny people yeah of course i mean well in saying that obviously next year as well you're doing your first solo tour i am so yeah are we gonna see some characters on stage with the stand-up or is it is it just gonna be pure you might see a one of the characters on stage as well but yeah i'm planning my solo tour i'm just hitting um the you know the main cities around australia first um i'm not gonna 
I'm not going to over oversell it too quickly. Like one <laughs> one show in every state. Let's go with that. Let's see how they go. Yeah. And uh, fingers crossed, you know, I'll be able to put on second shows and things like that. But uh, yeah, I want you know Melbourne, Sydney. Obviously, I'm from Melbourne. Sydney's my next other biggest uh, city that I go to. You know, Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane. They're all booked. I'm trying to get to Canberra as well. Um, and that'll be around June or July. And that'll be my first uh, ever solo stand-up tour. So I'm excited yeah. about it because I'm like, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? I've got to give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Getting too old, That's mate. So, yeah. <laughs> so fair. All right. Well, look, let's transport back to a time that you actually hated what you did opposed to now. So we're getting the headspace of your perfect sick day. And in order to start off the day, we, we have to think about your worst job. So for you, what has been your absolute worst job? Okay, my worst job. I've been very lucky to have always performed from a young age. So I've worked in my, you know, in my field from a younger age, young age. But when I was 14, um, because obviously I wasn't working in the field every day, I had to, you know, yeah. you, you look for other things. But when I was 14, I saw a, uh, an advertisement at the news agency for the, uh, the old school um, uh, newspaper delivery boy uh, on, oh, your, yeah. on your bike. It is the worst job ever. It was the worst. Really? Yeah. First of all, it's like getting up at 5 a.m. on Saturdays and yeah. Sundays because it was weekend. But it was, by the way, it was weekend work. What they put on, it was my own bike. <laughs> yeah. What they put on your bike, to, this is back in the day. There was no technology, right? So they, they yeah. put this thing on your bike in the middle of it, like a holder with all these papers. And you can't ride your bike because your knees keep hitting <laughs> the holder. So it was incredibly difficult. Then I got complaints because people didn't get their paper. Um, yeah. it, it was cold. I lasted about three or four weeks and it was $7 a shift. That's it for the whole shift, $7 a shift. And it would take me like three to four hours to complete all the streets. And oh I was just an idiot Lord. going, Oh, I might make some pocket money. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. so I, I could do without the seven bucks. You know, it's all yeah, right. That cannot be worth it. Ever. That sounds, I mean, it sounded like a normal job until you hear the yeah. seven hours a day, like for a shift, because that's that's child labor at that point. It was terrible. It was terrible, and it was just this narky news agency owner in my local area. And anytime I got a complaint, like "Oh, we didn't get our paper," I'm like, "You did. I delivered them all. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know where it is, but yeah, it's probably someone probably stole it, you dig in. But, Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, when I got the complaints, I'm like, I can't handle this. You know, this is seven dollars cash after three four hours and it, yeah. it was it was tiring so basically it's not like the, when you see it in movies you know you see the little kid on a bike delivering papers yeah. in movies and they're all cheery and it's like this fantastic <laughs> nothing like that it's horrendous yeah it's like five degrees you have 20 yeah, kilos of papers cool. you're getting paid two dollars an hour i mean terrible conditions but i reckon it had to be paid cash because there is no way that that was being reported it to was, the ato no, no, it was it was paid yeah. cash yeah no because at 14 i had no tax file number or nothing anyway but yeah yeah you just got a maccas they paid more there yeah well i mean they have to pay minimum wage that's all above board so at least you would be getting yeah. you know, like five bucks an hour or whatever it was maccas maccas would for sure that yeah. Be, yeah um but not this not this dodgy guy but it what you know what it wasn't it wasn't necessarily just the money. The job was actually like tiring and it was terrible. It was just an awful job. 
Yeah, it's a lot of work and you don't get free Maccas at the end. So really, and you don't, what's, you get, what's no, the point? You don't get nothing, nothing, you know? Yeah, a 5 a.m. start also for a 14-year-old as you're going through puberty is is the worst combination possible. It's the worst because the papers got delivered really early in the morning. Like they come at 5.30, the papers. Yeah. And so then you have, then, then he has to, you know, distribute according to the street sheet that you got to go and um, deliver to. Yeah, so, so by 6 a.m., he wanted me, you know... Yeah, ready to roll. Throwing the papers out, you know? <laughs> and so, it's a lot of... Like, you could pull your shoulder out with that as well. Like, work oh, health and yeah. safety. There's yeah, nothing I'm there. Like, like, bloody doing shot put with <laughs> yeah. the... And it never lands properly. It's not like the movies. You, just, you <laughs> yeah. throw it and you're like, oh, I need you to get off your bike and go and get it and put it... You know, it was ridiculous. I guess I've never thought about it, but you're so right. Every single movie, it lands perfectly... Unless it's a comedy sketch. But if it's just one of those, you know, old school movies where, you know, it's always an opening shot. It's always some nice landscape, young boy or girl, whoever, rides their bike down a a beautiful street, sorry, and... uh, yeah, it's just so easy, isn't it? The, yeah. As they throw it, it's just so easy. It's also daylight, which is not how it is in reality. <laughs> no, no, in winter it wasn't. It was yeah. dark and it was cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a 14-year-old, you have some pretty terrible jobs. I think like just being frozen alive for seven bucks, just not worth it. Nah, not no, worth not it. Not at all. <laughs> now, you've got to get out of work for today. So what is the excuse that you would use uh, to get the news agent to give you the day off so you don't have to throw <laughs> the papers? Do you know Do you know what's great about the time we live in today is that all you have to do is say, I've got something personal on and no one is like can ever ask you what that personal <laughs> thing is because, you know, of like uh, security and, you know, personal circumstances like you no one can question what you may have on i reckon that there is always that one colleague that asks the follow-up questions they're like but who died like i need to know specifically how did they die when's their funeral how how personal is it yeah yeah yeah. is it really that personal like you're not even my boss (laughs) like you don't need to know this yeah but i but i have got a better answer for you though than that okay what's what's your better answer i need a day off to do laundry because i because i tour a lot like I've just, just in May, for example, I've been to four different cities touring one oh, weekend God. after the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Now, when I'm when I'm away for like three days, I'm not doing any laundry. No, over there, I, I just bring it back, you know. But then I don't do it at home. Yeah. So it just accumulates. So I need a day off from traditional work. If I had a, if I had a nine to five job, yeah. I'd try to get a sickie so on the basis the of laundry. Well, laundry. Day. I mean, give us the top tips. How are you doing it at the moment? Because I feel like you're just constantly out of out of office. Like you're just constantly around everywhere, doing gigs, emceeing. You know, how do you actually do your laundry? You know, it's like playing te- the Tetris with your diary, yeah. um, Harry. You just gotta you just gotta squeeze as the bookings come in. You squeeze you squeeze it in, and a lot of sometimes you know you're double yeah. booked. You know, you can't take another booking. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's just the that's just how it goes. But you, you make it work because you work in advance. You, you you look at what's coming up and you structure it. Yeah. So I actually I actually enjoy that side of it as yeah, well. Yeah, fitting it all just in. The perform- I, I yeah, I enjoy doing my own admin. I can work it out the way I need to work it out. I can book my own flights, I can I can jigsaw everything the way I need yeah, to. Yeah, you're not it working work. on someone else's timeline, which is a great yeah. <laughs> great relief. Yeah, yeah. Because some people say, oh, you know, why don't you just get an assistant to do it? Well, A, I'd have to pay them (laughs) and, uh, you know, like it's not an endless amount of money. But B, I actually 
enjoy doing it myself because I can just see the assistant coming back to me going, how do you want this? Yeah, yeah. They ask you that a million and questions. And I'm like, this is pointless. I just do it yeah. myself. I you actually know? tend to agree. I love doing admin because when you complete admin, yeah. it is the most satisfying experience. It really, you it get really someone is. else to do it. You yeah. don't have that catharsis at the end of like hours of Tetrising in so that you finally finish everything on your to-do list. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's part of the whole procedure of managing yourself. Um, and, uh, look, you know, when, when I do TV work and stuff, I've got an agent that takes care of contractual things like that, but anything that comes to me direct in stage work or weddings or festi- uh, festivals, things like that, I, I do all myself. <coughs> You've gotten out of work for the day, which is great. So now you can start your perfect day, but it's not a big night. It's a big day. Uh, Baraka Performance still haven't sponsored us. Uh, we're trying every week to get them on the show. They will one day. Come on, guys. Sponsor the show. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Baraka. Uh, it's funny. Come you on. and Tahir, and this is how I know that you work together, had the exact same response. Yeah. He was also like, come on, what are you doing? Sponsor the show. Yeah, sponsor <laughs> it. Sponsor it. Absolutely. Um, so you need to start off the day just right because um, you need a song to pump you up for the day. So what would be your yeah. perfect pump up song to start off the day just right? Okay, I'm going to give you the song that I want as my pump up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give you a song that I, a piece of music that I want as my alarm. Okay, okay. Okay, my pump up song is um, Elton John's I'm Still Standing, both uh, physically and emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, made it through another day. Yeah. Are you are you a big Elton John fan? No. It's I just, just that, that song. one song. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't dislike Elton John. I, yeah. I, I just wouldn't call myself some kind of Super hardcore fan. fan. But yeah. he's got, he's got some, some, you know, catchy catchy songs. But that song there I really have always liked. Yeah. It is, it is definitely a very upbeat song. Pump up song. Work on many levels, depending yeah. on how you interpret it for your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for some people, it's just like getting out of bed. That's enough. That's the I'm still yeah, standing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still standing, you know? Yeah. Because it's more emotional than physical when you look into the lyrics. Yeah, it but, definitely uh, but is. But you could use it. you could use it for both. You know, as you get older, you can use it for both. Yeah, well, I mean, something that I've learned is getting older. It is genuinely hard some days. My body just can physically not get out of bed. <laughs> it's just like everything That's hurts. Right. I know, I know. It's awful. Like you get out of bed and you're like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, yeah. Uh, if Elton John "I'm Still Standing" is your pump up song, what is yeah. a song before that that okay. wakes you up? Scene from the Dark Knight. Okay. Yeah, Ominous yeah, Hans some, Zimmer. Something like something super. Yeah, that's it. Superhero-ish. Something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I can't, I can't even really remember that. I mean, I love the movie. Like one of the best movies of all time. Um it certainly is. But yeah. I, I um I know the tune, but it's a hard one to kind of like, you know, la 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard one to make work like that. It's a great piece of music. Yeah, a bit um, ominous though. Yeah. Yeah. Very dramatic. <laughs> Very dramatic. Like it really yeah. sets you up for a day where, where something is going to happen and it could be the best thing in the world, but it could also be like, as happens in the dark night, you know, an entire yeah. school bus is being uh, taken over by the Joker. We just don't know. Sure does. Especially with our government. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, got to say, really love the choice. I've often listened to the dark night theme song and hands him his yeah. works when I'm trying to do work. I think it just gets you in the zone. Like it's just a focused soundtrack. There's something about it. That's, um, it's dramatic and also inspiring. Yeah. Um, and makes, makes you feel strong, even if you're not, 
it's just a great piece of music. Even I'm a big Batman fan. Even the even the soundtrack from the original 1989, Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, uh, Batman. The soundtrack of that is phenomenal. Did you see that Keaton's in in the new Flash film as well? Cannot wait, mate. And, Cannot and Ben Affleck. Wait. It's the whole thing. That's it. That's the only thing that's creating attention. Keaton yeah. being back yeah. as Batman. Yeah, so, it's exciting. Ca- cannot wait. I've, yeah. I've got to ask, and this may polarize some listeners. Who's your favorite <laughs> bat- Batman? We need to know. Ooh, ooh. I know, it's okay, controversial. Look, look Ke- Keaton is up there, definitely. Keaton is up there because he's the, like, the, in terms of those those Hollywood movies, he's the original. Yeah. And, and, he did, and he did, in my opinion, he did do it very, very well. Uh, and I liked both his Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he following, balanced the both. Following that, I'm a Christian Bale fan. Yeah. Christian Bale fan. However, Robert Patterson, I wasn't like, I, I was impressed. I was impressed by Patterson, but I didn't like his Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. You need to balance the both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And um, Christian and Keaton balanced the two very well. I, I, I just wasn't a fan of Patterson's uh, Bruce Wayne, yeah. or maybe, or maybe the way he was directed to be Bruce Wayne didn't quite. They made work him for into you. some kind of emo goth, <laughs> yeah. kind of guy. You it's know, very like, much his vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I enjoyed his very young Batman, but I did dig the Bruce. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised George Clooney didn't make on your list, uh, or Mister <laughs> Mister Freeze. No, I reckon, no, that's George was a weird choice. Yeah, weird. Got to say the funniest Batman movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, everything about that movie yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, look, it was a weird choice. Um, Affleck, I didn't mind, but some people really, really loved his Batman. Mm. And then there, and then there was Val Kilmer. That was an interesting choice, too, the way he played it. Played it very stiff and sort of just never had, like, emotionless. <laughs> I've never seen the you Val know? Kilmer. I've seen all the other Batmans, not the Van Kilmer one, but yeah, I can only imagine it would yeah, be Yeah, yeah, check it out. Val Kilmer, who, who sadly isn't, isn't well these days, yeah, Val Kilmer. Yeah, not at all. Really not doing well at all. Um, so. But I think The Dark Knight, uh, probably the best Batman film ever made. Um, also, got to say, our very own Heath Ledger, the best, oh, the best, phenomenal. best joke. And no offense to Jack Nicholson, who was fantastic. I just think they're two diff- two different, but, so but you different. can see you can see where Heath got a lot of inspiration from. There's a lot, there's a lot of Jack Nicholson in Heath. Uh, if you watch him carefully, you know there's a, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of little little things. You know, it's like it's like a younger version of Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's we've really gone down the black hole of, of, of oh, yeah, Batman. Yeah. Here. I, I, but I'm really all for do, it. I really do love Batman. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got to say. Um, Great choice, absolutely great choice. I'm I'm very happy about the Batman chat. There's not enough superhero on this on this podcast. No. There needs to be more. Let's not forget, if if I may, just squeeze this in. Let's not forget that we don't even know why Batman is a superhero when he has <laughs> yeah. no superpowers. What? And that's why I've always loved loved Batman because I was like, he's a real guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just rich. He's just rich. Yeah, Correct. yeah. He, he just uses gadgets like if. Any person who's a billionaire like that could make these gadgets. Oh, if Elon Musk started doing this, I would be terrified. <laughs> Look shit in the bat suit. Yeah, yeah. So, it wouldn't work. Know. It wouldn't work. No, so it needs the right person. But I'm yeah. just saying, he doesn't, unlike the other superheroes, he doesn't possess any superpowers of any kind. Well, I had a rumor that he had uh, like superhuman IQ. And that's why he would, like the comic book, some iteration said that he had super, like Superman H, like intellect. 
that's interesting because he because ba- Batman is the you know the traditions of Batman. He's an investigator. Yeah, he's a detective. So the IQ thing might be might be right, but and we have super IQ. I don't know. Like, Even then, that's a pretty boring superpower. Yeah, yeah unless yeah. unless no. you're like you know Xavier uh, Professor X, you know in, yeah, in right. X Men, sure. That's cool. <laughs> but otherwise... It's better to just go, nah, this is a real guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and anyone cool. could be him with billions and billions of dollars yeah. and dead parents. That's right. All right. I think we've lost half our audience by this point, no, but only, right. only, no, the true fans are, only the true fans are still listening in. <laughs> but now you're feeling a bit peckish. So we have to go for your perfect meal so what would you have in your you know your local area for your perfect day off meal probably go and find some uh uh italian arancini some okay. people might know them as as rice balls but uh they're called <laughs> yeah. arancini uh, i'm um, shocked because... i really thought they were just called rice balls no no they're not called they're not even meant to be ball shaped they're meant to be triangle shaped oh i thought they were meant to be like egg shaped no like no they're meant to be no nah, we Google it up sometime. No, they're meant to be like a like a triangle. Okay. Have you yeah. have you got any good insight of where you can get it in Melbourne? Really good, like authentic arancini. Yeah, yeah. In in Melbourne, there's a few places. One place is called Arancini Art. Okay. And they do them. It's another place not far from me. They do them fresh every day. Jeez, what's it called? I won't waste your time now because I can't remember what it's called. But there's several places. And these days, like. If you Google it up, it'll it'll pop up for yeah, you. Yeah, you'll find some well, good arancini. You know? So arancini are really really great snack, and because they're rice filled, um, they can be quite filling. Yeah, you know, if you have even if you have two of them, they're quite quite filling for you. Yeah, what what are you having on the inside of your arancini? Well, you can you you can do them in different ways. The traditional way is with a ragu, and yeah. a ragu sauce is just red sauce. There's like chunks of meat. Yeah, delicious. Um, egg, peas. Cheese, mozzarella yeah. cheese. A lot to fit well. into a little triangle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're actually very time-consuming to make. Yeah, I can imagine. And when when you make arancini, you don't you don't just make one or two. You don't prepare all this stuff for one or two. You actually make trays and trays of it. Yeah. Because there's so many ingredients, <laughs> it's pointless. Yeah, it's what's, pointless what's making point? it for one or two. Yeah, exactly. So right. you do them in but. Do me bulk. Yeah. I mean, so you're going to have the traditional ragu on the inside with some eggs yeah. and peas. You also have mushrooms. You can have mushroom one. Yeah, yeah. As well, I've had That's some good. mushrooms before. They're fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Is this is this the whole meal? Is this just the is this just the appetizer? Nah, that's just this. Nah, it's just the <laughs> snack. I knew there was more. Nah, there's just a snack. Do you know? Yeah. But a pl- a, something I like on the go for bun rolls. Okay. Like a like a a roll filled with their pork and their salad. And whatever sauces they use, and then there's coriander, which not everybody loves. No, it's definitely very polarizing. I don't mind it. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like a pork bun, you've got to have the coriander. You do, but I, only, I mean, unless you don't like it, <laughs> yeah, you know, don't have it, yeah. right? I think I think Tahir hates it actually. Really? We're gonna have to yeah, follow yeah, him yeah. up I next next time we chat with him. Next interview, ask him. Say, James said you hate coriander. Is that <laughs> yeah. right? I think. I think I think that's that he doesn't like it. Are there any places that you would recommend to go to? Because I see pork bun rolls like there are just a couple of places in Sydney at least where the line yeah. is like down a block. Yeah. It's insane, and then you'll see another one. No one's there. I don't understand you know, it. Oh my god! I'll I'll tell you a quick story. I was Please. in Sydney. I always stay around the airport when I tour, and in Sydney, just because it's just easier, and it, all, all the great hotels are there as well mm. near the airport. 
Um, and it, yeah, it's just easy. And I stay there. I can walk to the airport. Anyway, the airport in Sydney is far, not far from a suburb called Mascot. In Mascot, they've got several of these Asian bakeries who do these amazing pork bun rolls. I was only there two weeks ago. One of the places had a queue that went down the street and around the corner. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Two doors down was another place with three people. I went there because I'm not an idiot. I'm like, why isn't this good? What, what is it? I don't know. So I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, my dad actually frequents the both of them. The inside scoop is that one doesn't have a good health star rating like a health standard rating and the other one right. does the one with the big line just uses uh, i can only assume a lot of msg and that's why everyone loves them so did i go so did i go to the good one or the i don't want to i don't want to break your heart but i think you went to the not good one do you know what it was good enough for me <laughs> yeah. because i because i did not wait 45 minutes yeah. for a pork, a pork bun roll whatever they call yeah and it tastes so. even better when you have it not after 45 minutes of waiting <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Some guy saw me eat it on the street and stopped me and he goes, did you get that from uh, the place around the corner? I said, yeah. He goes, the line's through the roof. I go, yeah, you know, I went to the other one. Yeah, go, to, yeah. I go to the other one. Yeah, it's not, it's a life hack. Just go to the one without yeah, the line. Go to the one without the line. But yeah, yeah it's incredible. One thing that I think attracts people to them, to them though is that they can be quite tasty. Mm. They're not. You know, they might have MSG, but it's not. It's not like having macas. Like no, it's junk. still healthy. It's still They're healthy, salad. but also the price. Yeah, very it's so cheap. cheap. Look, next time you come, I will wait in line for you. You can just cut okay, to the great. front because we're gonna figure out what the difference is. Because I reckon my dad's only got half the story. I, I don't know the the full thing of what's going on there, but something they're doing there is is phenomenal. Something's going on because it's ridiculous. It's even in Melbourne here. The, there's places where the line is through the roof. I'm like. By the time you get to the order, your lunch break is over. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's not that much difference between pork bun rolls. Like, I feel like they're pretty standardized. They all taste the same yeah. to me. I've never, I've never really had a yeah. bad one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's strange, it strange that you wait 45 yeah. minutes. So I think you've hacked the system. I, I back it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of not waiting in line. So <laughs> I do not do cues unless I, like, there's no choice. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm at that stage in my life where I don't do cues. I will not. I will not go to a club or bar where I need to stand in a queue for half an hour. No, no. I'll do a queue at the airport because I've got no choice. I've got to get on that yeah. flight. Um, and just you know, important stuff where you've got no choice. But but for, otherwise, otherwise no not for entertainment or food. Forget it. No way. Yeah. I I MC a lot of festivals around Australia, and you know you've got your um your food trucks there, mm. and uh, I'm on stage and I'm looking out. There are queues like waiting for people and i'm yeah. like i get it people are hungry but you wouldn't catch me dead going to a festival yeah. waiting oh, i just i just wouldn't eat i'd eat later yeah. i just yeah bring a sandwich bring a pork bring, bun roll with bring you bring your own byo bring an esky yeah. yeah i think a lot of the food that i would eat at a festival is determined by the size of the line like if there's no line that's probably where you'll catch me eating i will i'm with you i will go to where he's accessible and i will choose yeah. from there it's the best way to do it at least you eat straight away. You can move on and do other things. Yeah. I mean, look, your meal sounds like no lines involved. The arancinis to start off with, then a pork, pork bun me. So that sounds great. Are you having, are you having something for dessert to finish off this meal perfectly? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not a huge sweet tooth. A donut. Let's go with a, a donut. donut? Yeah, yeah, okay. Donut. Just your stand, standard donut? No, nah, no. Nah, one of those big ass ones that are packed full of everything. 
Yeah. Just, if you're like, going to have the, a donut, just do it properly. Yeah, you want it to be the size of like a pizza. That's yeah, the type of donut yeah, yeah. that you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that sounds great. Now, I think I kind of know the answer for this one, but if you could go anywhere in the world for your perfect meal, where would you go? Yeah, well, I mean, the obvious answer is go go to Italy for the perfect, yeah. perfect meal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm a big, like, sort of, I've already kind of mentioned this in some way, but I'm a big fan of Asian food. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. In particular, Thai. I like Thai. And I have been to Thailand. Yeah. And I had a lot of great, great dishes there. So yeah, I, I think the street food there, place. I mean, not a surprise to anyone. Fantastic. Yeah. Really delicious. Yeah. So quick. Cost you like two bucks. Always a good feed. Yeah. And you know what? I think I think uh, I've been to Argentina, and I had dinner in Argentina. That was really fantastic. I think uh, like areas like Spain and Argentina, mm. I think you'd find some really great food there too. Okay, so look, it might be Italy, but realistically, it, it would be Thailand. Uh, having a, an array of dishes. <coughs> to finish off the day, just right though. We have your adventure, like Ferris Bueller. What would you do for your adventurous afternoon? It could be with anyone doing anything. Money's not really an option. What would be your perfect afternoon off? Well, there were, when when we were talking prior to you know recording together this podcast, uh, there was something that you mentioned in, in one of your emails. You know the, these rooms where you can smash things up. <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, I know them. Yeah, I know them right. well. So I've I've never been. I've always had friends that have gone to them, and I've like. This could be kind of fun, but what I would do is I would bring all my my crap that I don't want <laughs> instead of hiring a skip. Yeah, and like I I use it to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's probably one of the most rational afternoons that we've had off. I would say like it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it gets all the frustration out. You get to smash up all like your rubbish. Yeah, that you don't want that you that you might need to hire a skip for. Yeah, you, know, you got the old TV in the, in the garage, yeah, right? Just to, destroy you know, like, it. Bring it along. Just bring it. Leave it there for other people even to destroy. You know? Are you are you using an apparatus to destroy things, or are you changing up like baseball bat, but also just throwing things? Like, how do you want to destroy all of your your goods? Yeah, no, I reckon the uh, with some some kind of bat or stick. Yeah. Uh, baseball bat's good. Cricket bat is good. Yeah, cricket bats are great, um, given that Australian flair as well. Yeah. Tennis racket, not so good. <laughs> no, tennis racket's probably awful. No. Yeah. But uh, no, cr- cricket bat, yeah. I, I do highly recommend doing it. When I was younger, I um, did an, uh, I guess, make your own one. We uh, took the plates from the, the share house that we were living in and we just went to a park and destroyed them all. Um, oh, right. But it didn't work so well because all of our like housemates came home and they were just quite pissed off because we destroyed all of the plates. Um it's, it's a way to do it. Look, it was things that we thought weren't necessary uh, at the time. Very Greek of you to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I've got no Greek heritage, but I was really cha- channeling something there. You were. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you haven't done it before because now you can pay and go into those rooms and do it. They're all around the yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. Very popular. Um, I will. I have to do it. Just yeah. for fun because it, it, lo- it looks like good fun. Yeah, honestly, it is probably one of the most cathartic things that you can do. Like I absolutely loved it. But they've got stuff in the rooms already, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you, smash up. it's your perfect day. You can bring whatever you want. Yeah. Like there's no limits here. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's great. Are you going to have, are you going to have someone to come with you to destroy things? Like, do you want a cameo? Are you bringing a friend of, you know, what's, what's, the, what's it looking like? 
I feel like it might be something solo and therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I feel like I probably don't want to share it or talk to anyone. No, you just want to be in the moment. In the moment. Yeah. I, can I just say, I think the Dark Knight theme song is just playing on repeat as well in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ominous right. as hell and you're just, you're that's really... Right, I'm just smashing stuff up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a great afternoon, a really cathartic afternoon as well. And probably, I think now you're in the, the leaderboard for the most realistic, uh, perfect day. Like, I think that yours pretty easy to make happen. So other people have like gone way beyond the capacity of making... Yeah. A reality out of yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Heath Franklin uh, flew a plane into a mountain and then had a private concert with uh, two international bands with his family. Yeah. So you know, like, fantastic. I think this one though hits the nail on the head because it's not only productive but realistic, and I, I think that's a good day off. It's also within my budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how that even on your perfect day off, money's not an option, but you're like, you know what? I still still need to think about oh, budgets here. No, I'm Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your parents would be proud. Your parents would be yeah, so proud. Yeah. I'd say, otherwise, they'd say, why are you wasting the money? Yeah. <laughs> well, James, let's go through your perfect day with you. So you start off in your worst job. Uh, so we're going to recap this, see if you like it. Okay. Right, <laughs> if you hate it, well, look, honestly, that's on you. That's that's not on me. This is what well, you it's chose. It's mine. Yeah, yeah true. So you start off uh, with the newspaper delivery. It's 5 a.m. It's absolutely awful. You're getting, you're meant to get $7 a day, but today you can't go in because you have to do your laundry. And that's, yeah. you know, it's just super important. Can't be put off. You're doing your laundry. To get you in the mood for the day though, your alarm starts off with the Dark Knight theme song, which then then goes into Elton's John's I'm Still Standing to pump you up for the day. Yeah. Perfect. But you're feeling a bit peckish. So you're going to start off with an entree of arancinis, maybe from arancini art. Who knows? Maybe you get a couple, get some mushroom ones, get some with ragu, maybe get some dolmio sauce in it as well, just to flavor it up. And yeah. then you're going to have the pork bun me, uh, the pork bun roll. But this day, and this is the twist, there are no lines at any of the oh. bun me's. You can go straight to the front, get your pork bun roll, choose whichever one you like. Fantastic. And then in the afternoon, oh, oh sorry, after that, you're getting a, just a huge donut just to huge. really round off round off your perfect meal. And then in yeah. the afternoon, you're taking all the goods that you don't want in your house, TVs, yep. you bring your own cricket bat, bringing <laughs> your baseball bat, whatever you want, and just destroying everything you don't want. You've got the dark night playing again in the background. Yeah. And by the yeah. end of it, you just feel like everything is right with the world. Everything mm. is is as it should be. How do you feel about your perfect day off? That sounds bloody good. <laughs> I'm excited that sounds for you. Bloody good. You have to do this. This this is very achievable, and the listeners are gonna want to know how your perfect day goes because I'm excited. It's incredible. I see what you've done here. Yeah. You know, without me uh, knowing. You'll see what you've done. It's, uh, it's very good. Look, we're really excited to see local council at, at the thank end you, of this mate. year and to see your solo shows next year. James, thank you so much for coming on Chucking a Sicky. Thank you so much, and I, and I hope you feel better soon. <coughs> well, there you have it. The perfect day off for James Liotta. I know it was a bit nerdy, but I, I really did love the Batman chat. My favourite would have to be George Clooney as Batman. Uh, he was the most convincing and unlike Elon Musk, would, would wear the suit pretty well. I've got to say as well, uh, lines. 
I hate them. There should be Disney fast passes for everything. I'm with James 110% on that. Can't wait for him to send through his video of his perfect day off. Now, James is doing a national tour next year, his first ever solo tour around Australia, and it's from the 6th of June to the 27th of July. So make sure to grab tickets, jamesleota.com.au, and also check out James on the hilarious new TV show, Daradong Local Council, which is coming to Seven Mate very, very soon. As always, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really means a lot to us. And join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.